Hello and welcome to Entertain Gents. This will be our second episode, episode two for A Quiet Place Part Two. I am joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Connor Barry. Connor, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing excellent. It's been a while since we recorded one of these. Um, it's good to be back in the saddle, though. Um, what have you been watching or playing lately or, or, or listening to? I did finish Invincible. Um, Very good. I, so I, obviously I watched it when it was actually on. And then I rewatched it with our friend Hazen. And kind of, I wasn't really like watching it super in depth the second time, but I did get a little bit more out of it, and I, yeah. it's just such a good show. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll for sure have to do an episode on uh, that show. Yeah, I definitely. could definitely see us doing one soon. I know we have like a lot more of those staple movies we want to do, but yeah. um, Invincible has definitely been a good show. Been playing a little bit more of Ghost of Tsushima. I definitely want to get around to beating that, but uh, yeah, I just I feel like I've had so many shows that I like watched and finished in movies that i've like blown through obviously like the last like two years me, not two years i guess too. well like year, last, me, last year and a half yeah i was just gonna say last 18 half. months so i was gonna say the exact same thing yeah i've I watched a ton of stuff for the first time in the past year and a half especially in part thanks to being in quarantine mm-hmm. for a year i'm not sure how you feel about like watching and like binging certain shows like that have been on for a long time or were on for a long time. Like I know I did that with the Sopranos where it's like there's seven seasons. I went from like 99 to like 06 and 07 or something like that. I think 07. Cause I think yeah. season seven has like two parts technically. So I think tech or sorry, I think it's six. I think season six has two parts. So technically there's seven, but it's really, they call it six part one, part two. Oh, weird. Um, but yeah, so it just feels like when you're watching that show, even though like there's only like you know so many episodes per season, like ten or between ten and fifteen, I think is what it always was. But it just feels so long, like sitting there and watching an hour long episode, like ten hours per season. So it took me a while to finish it, but like sitting there and watching it, like and watching how like his kids went from being like twelve year olds to being like adults yeah. by the end of the show. It just felt like draining almost in a sense. Like I get that way when I watch Breaking Bad again. Like anytime I rewatch Breaking Bad. It's hard to just plow through stuff. You almost need to to force yourself to like do like one or two a day, maybe. Yeah. Um to make sure that you're you're always wanting more. That way you're not getting burned out or bored of what you're watching. Yeah. I think the hard thing is too, like on like Breaking Bad or The Boys or something that like you know is like kind of different i feel like sopranos is like very great for the first four seasons and then after you watch like that once you're like start watching season five you're just kind of like i'm really getting tired of this because it's it's the most like what you just said where it's like you start getting tired of it because it's the same thing over and over and over again it's like the walking dead where it's like it's like you watch it and you're like this is a great show and then you're just like you start watching and you're like I feel like they did this like a season ago yeah like they did this Which like literally three them. episodes like, ago it was our job to write i don't know if we could keep that premise fresh for that long over that many years or that many episodes i think it's just like more about like taking time with yeah. your plots i know like um funny enough the first couple of seasons of arrow did a really good job about yeah that. like really taking time to uh develop the plot that was like at play or even lost lost did a great job at that early on too where like you know he had like the others for so long or like these like mysterious like what are they like that's kind of creepy like are they like do they have powers like what are they and so like i feel like really taking the time to develop your plot isn't a bad thing like no one's wanting you to rush that plot but, but you, you have certain shows to like too slow you, yeah too. definitely don't want it to be too slow but there's ways you can make it be slow while also being intriguing and like kind of creepy almost in a way i feel like you really have to play more on the scarier side of things yeah. because like you have to make it unknown and so the unknown is always going to be a little scary so you always like lost is kind of um like when you're first watching it i remember especially as a kid it's kind of creepy it is a little bit it like seemed just like oh no they're drought until the end of that first episode when you see trees in the forest being knocked down and you hear those weird loud sounds you're like what is in the forest that could possibly be doing that right as a kid i was like oh there must be a dinosaur on the island yeah we're thinking that 
And so I, I still want to do like an episode of Sopranos definitely yeah. one day, but like it's definitely one of those shows that I think everyone should at least watch a little bit of, even if you don't watch the whole show. I just wanted to watch the whole show just People to say I'd done it. People say that about The Wire, too, and I, I, I can't get I through can't, the first few episodes of The Wire. I'm dude, like, I can't, after watching The Sopranos, like, I already powered through that. I don't know if yeah. I can do The Wire. I might do it maybe, like, in a few years once I have the strength to do it again. But <laughs> it's, yeah. uh... That's that's me watching, uh... Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and dude, the older you get, the more like those things. I've still never like, seen Return of the King because it I just saw feels like part, a job. I saw two towers. And I'm like, can't watch this. I can't, <laughs> I can't watch another one. I was, I was like six years ago too. So yeah. I still watched Return of the King. But uh, I, it's tough. That's why I'm, I think it's really cool that we're in this spot. The past three or so years where studios are learning. I think it's kind of started with. Doing your things where they learn that you don't need to do 20 episode seasons. You don't need to have a show that has no defined end. We're getting a lot more eight or 13 episode shows. We're getting a lot more limited run series that have a set end, like the upcoming um, the Obi-Wan show is like yeah. that. The Marvel shows so far the Marvel shows have been that way. Yeah. Um, like that's, I feel like Breaking Bad kind of started that where they kind of seem to have a, a lot more of a clear path to the end of that show mm -hmm. than shows it at that time. Like, like, so, so I haven't seen the Sopranos, but you're, well, you're saying it, it sounds like lost where it was a great show, but they didn't have an end in mind. So this kind of went till they were forced to end it. Cause it wasn't yeah. very good. It just went too, too long. Yeah. It felt like the same thing literally all the time. And every time the point, the show started seeming to be cool, Sorry to spoil it for you, but most of the time, the bad guy that was like the new, like, whoa, like, what's going to happen would just be killed randomly, whether it be by Tony or whether it be by one of his, you know, friends, one of his minions. Like, it was just always kind of like they took the big thing, even down right to the end. It kind of just ends going right back to like daily life. Like, I'm again the boss. Everything is good. I'm with my family. Everything is fine. And it kind of just ends. And don't stop believing it comes on. Yeah. I mean, just everyone ends. knows the ending. Yeah. It's like that's, trying that's to spoil. That's an iconic TV ending. It's kind of like trying to spoil, um, you know, Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father. It's like yeah. everyone knows that even if, if you've ever seen bad. Star Wars, yeah. it's just one of those things you know. So I went into it knowing what the ending would be. Yeah. It just wasn't very thrilling, um, but, but it's still definitely worth seeing. Like the first couple seasons, definitely are worth seeing. So yeah, we're definitely in a better spot now. Like think of the boys; we have two yeah. seasons of that so far, and there some are better than others. But I would say that show doesn't have any bad episodes. Yeah, even like shows that like technically got canceled, but like but Daredevil, like Daredevil, like I, I yeah. even if they never bring the character back, it would upset me a little bit. But like, it's like still like I would be happier to have what we have now than never have had it because yeah. it's still like you can kind of make the ending up in your head. Like they kind of go back to it, but like there's no like definitive ending, like kind of like what you were talking about before. There's no like this is the end. He's retired now, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm -hmm. and roll credits. It's just kind of like things go back to how they were, and that's which is fine. Like, we it's fine sometimes. Always have to see a character through until the end of their career or the end of their life. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, so, as far as what I've been doing, I've been playing mods for the original Doom, mm -hmm. 1993 Doom. I don't know why. I just kind of got into it <laughs> randomly. I've just been downloading and playing different mods for that game. Yeah, and I know. It takes up a lot of time. I see you on there a lot. We both got Destiny too, so I'm sure uh, yeah, we'll be hopping back into that rabbit hole. Yeah, that that's th I'm sure we'll do some sort of content with that at some point. But like, yeah. I played of just Destiny two and just on PC, I played hundreds of hours of that game. But me going back to it after like a year or so hiatus. I'm so confused and lost. Like I can't even imagine what it's like being a completely new player to that game. Like how many people have tried to play it and just bounce off of it. It's kind of just like wow, I think. Like you either just get it or you don't. Yeah. And I think but, that's just kinda of like they're diehard with that. But But it's free to play, so Yeah. I'm sure they have enough players. It's definitely upsides. But <sighs> so anyway. I think a good sub sub uh subway. Eat fresh. Um, a good subway. I right. think a, a definite good segue into this 
is going back to like the no definitive endings and this movie's ending kind of ends like the first one where you're just kind of like right at the they know how to end a movie because it almost pisses you off at the end i remember like we're walking out we're all kind of like saying stuff we liked about the movie but at the same time like we're all kind of pissed off like it just ended like it's just done like because you're like you want to see what's going to happen and to me that's still like a great way to end a movie is kind of pissing people off because it's like I guarantee you everyone that we went and saw that movie with, even though some of the people we went and saw it with were stupid and had complaints about it, even though it was still a great movie, will go and see the third one when it comes out because they want to see what happens. And so, like, I I've just... I've heard people say, and I agree, that if your biggest complaint when a movie ends is that you want more, then it did something right. Exactly. Yeah. And I just... I think this movie, again, does the things that the first movie did good... There's some new things that I didn't really like, but I had no complaints that I had in the first movie that are now back in the second movie. Yeah. Like, you kind of have the annoying kid trope that's like in any alien movie or monster movie when there's a young kid in it. I really feel like the son in this movie causes way too much unneeded trouble. Like, so much unneeded trouble is just because he gets up to stupid antics and like... I felt like he kind of got the short end of the stick as far as just stuff to do in this movie. He yeah. played a role. He came back a little in the end, but for the most part, I think he was probably the least interesting character in this. I don't know who would really disagree with that. They they definitely do a good job with the daughter, I'll say, because I've never yeah. really felt too irritated by her. No. A little bit in the first one, maybe, but like it's still warranted because like there's kind of mo- like John Krasinski is obviously just quiet in the first one. He doesn't like, but not just to say like, obviously he's quiet because he can't talk, but like he does very little to communicate with anyone. He's always by himself. He's very alienated because he's so worried about protecting them and so worried about right. the threat on hand that he doesn't have the time to do that. But like it still kind of makes him a bad dad because he needs to be communicating with his family and still being like a dad. So, like, obviously, he's doing his job. He's trying to protect his family. He's trying to do everything he can to not lose another child like he had already had. Um, but, like, the daughter feels like it's her fault. There's resentment there. It's kind of, like, just a messy situation. To be fair, it. it was her fault. But Yeah, it was. I mean, it's kind of one of those things, though, where it's, like, you're still trying to have fun as a kid. Like, it's a kind of a gloomy situation here so you're trying to find happiness where you can and so she just kind of wanted to do that for her little sibling was to like hey it's okay have this toy have fun with it be safe but you know obviously Remind things me, go did, wrong um, with it. did John Krasinski give him just the rocket and not the batteries or did he take he takes the whole, the thing? whole thing away all right because what happens is the daughter gives him the rocket without the batteries and then he grabs the batteries. Right, 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 right. Okay. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like she still knew. She didn't just hand him the batteries and everything and be like, it's going to be fine. She just handed him the toy without the batteries because she figured. So in this world, you don't want to just have a useless hunk of plastic Yeah, going around. It's definitely one of those things where it's like, yeah, less. Because like if he drops it, something happens, you know, you're still making a noise. I think she's had a pretty good story overall. I definitely think they're probably trying to push her to be more of like the main character, probably for the third one, I'd imagine. Yeah. If anything. Um, but yeah. there's certain little things that like go back to the first episode that I have complaints with. So I think since we kind of started, I think let's start before we get into the complaints or sure. likes, let's start with the overall just kind of topics of the movie that we want to touch on. Like we did yeah. the first episode. If you want to, yeah, so first. we saw this movie together last night, and I had a lot I wanted to say, but I, I thought let's save it for this because it'll be a more genuine conversation. But I touched on a part that I liked a lot in this movie um, were the multiple planes of action and how they were paralleling each other. Mm-hmm. And you said that that didn't really especially stand out to you, but how it splits off into three with. Evelyn going to town to get medicine for the boy. I don't even know his character's name. Then it had um, him and the baby back mm-hmm. at the factory. Then it had Cillian Murphy and Reagan out going to the transmission. And that eventually comes back into just being 
two planes of um and it comes back to being two planes of of action when Evelyn comes back with the medicine but the parallels between them that I liked were like when it's still quiet in each plane of action they're both just like quietly going you know something's about to happen then they kind of all run into trouble at the same time mm-hmm. then like she shoots the oxygen tank and then it lights on fire right when that light falls on the dock and then that catches on fire then she sets off this Rinklers and it's all wet right when they're diving into the water on the docks. Mm-hmm. Then at the end, they're both dealing with the monsters at this at the same time. And it just I liked how they like it just it shows how much they put into crafting the movie before they started shooting it. And part of what I thought, sadly, was I wish that someone cared about Star Wars as much as they cared about A Quiet Place Part Two. <laughs> but no, yeah. no, I like that a lot. Um, and another thing that I'll let y- you talk um, was the sound design in this was also very good. It was different from the first movie, I'd say, in mm-hmm. quite a lot of ways. But I really liked um, it was throughout the whole thing, especially at the start when it was showing the first day of the monsters showing up, how it was John Krasinski and his daughter. And she's deaf she's deaf for real but she's deaf in the movie too and whenever she would be on her own the sound would get super muffled or gone yeah then when he would come back and touch her it would come back and like even me saying that to you i just kind of got chills again because i thought that was so cool yeah really it makes her life like even more scary that like like she has been deaf her whole life but she can't know that she's not making sound you know, right. which we see at the end when she's opening that door to the broadcasting room and the door's creaking, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know that because she's deaf. Yeah, she doesn't even know the monster's there. I, yeah. yeah that, that is something that I noticed that was really cool. Um, I think there was a lot of points through the movie that had a lot of those moments that were like, again, like the fireworks scene that I was like, really like, wow, that was really cool. There's more of them this time around, which is why I feel like I said in the last episode, like I feel like John Krasinski really probably sat back, took all of like the feedback of what everyone was saying, kind of like sat there, thought longer about it and came back with this one and was like, kind of ironed a lot of things out from the first one, specifically with some of the stuff with the sound that I really liked. Um, There's a couple scenes, which we'll get into like the complimenting of the movie, you know, things that we liked about it and all that, but I kind of there's a couple scenes I want to touch on before just because I think they deserve their own talking points before we get into like the overall little things that we liked about the movie. And I think I think you'll agree with me that the dock scene stands out probably the most. That was really cool. Yeah, that scene's just like because it's very like weird at first because you're like kind of sitting there like is it a monster? Is it a person? What's going on here? And so, like, he's walking on the dock, obviously, gets to the point where there's a little girl. And all of a sudden, the little girl... I'm sure you were the same where you were immediately like, that's a trap. That's a trap. That's a trap. I thought that A little bit. I was kind of weirded out that it was a little girl. And then when I saw her face, and I saw all their faces, like, again, with this movie, I really like there's just things they don't ever answer. Because it's like, you're looking at all their faces, and even her face looks burnt. What could have messed them up like that? Yeah. And I think, like, I'm wondering, like, it immediately leads me to believe believe like is it some sort of cult like what is this maybe thing? the military was trying to bomb them like, and they got hurt by yeah that. like because they all look burned but, but yeah um that's another thing is that we kind of got that vibe from when they got to the broadcasting island that those people yeah were i want to touch on that towards later like a little okay. bit later because i feel like that also kind of deserves its own talking point for but sure the the dock scene is like the coolest part about it is so first off let me let me say Gillian Murphy's character is very cool in the way that I feel again they don't do a lot to describe him like they kind of just leave it as I think his name's Emmett in this movie. yeah Emmett so Emmett Emmett's character is cool to me and the reason why it's cool and I'll let you talk about that too but I want to say first they kind of have his backstory there but they never touch on it like I, I would kept. I don't know how you felt about it, but I was kind of sitting there in that scene when she was like, "You're nothing like him," and they're like saying all this stuff to him. I really thought they're gonna be like, like somehow make it like he's his brother or something like that. I thought they were gonna do that, and I almost like 
more the fact that, that he was just some friend that lived in the same town as them. Cause like it just made it more yeah. ominous. What like, I got from it is he says how the first day his kids died because it was just him and his wife up until very recently. He said uh, 11 weeks prior to when they meet him in part two is when she died. But I think that his whole his whole arc was that he had failed to protect his kids. So him helping Reagan out with her mission in this movie is him kind of redeeming himself in that way. Yeah, it kind of feels like the opposite of John Krasinski. Is John right. Krasinski is dead, but his whole family is alive, and so yeah, it's kind of like the contrast to that because he failed. He's literally the only one left, and it's kind of also interesting because like my complaints are like, I almost wonder if it's because John Krasinski wasn't selfish at all. He was only thinking about his family. That there wasn't more defense there because like when you look at his base it's way more armed out yeah like that was like the thing i was thinking about even with like the bottle traps like going back to what i was talking about in the first episode is like there's so much better little things they do with sound in this movie that i'm like that makes more sense or even like in the train yard when they can actually talk to each other because they're like underground yeah different things like that and so i think maybe that is just intentional just to show like how different they were in different ways like he was better and more safe but at the same time he got his family like his family isn't around anymore whereas john krasinski isn't around anymore but his family is he also seemed to uh, like the the base in the first movie lee's base um they have his house their farm like mm-hmm. that's set up well to deal with the world they're in as far as the monsters go but as far as other people go they didn't really have anything in place like the bottle traps the bear trap that's meant to keep other people out of his base so he's defending both from other people in this world and the monsters which is another difference between them yeah i think i think it's cool too that it shows like even like what you're saying like he even says it in the movie like i've seen the people out there they're not worth saving they're not worth even trying to like deal with which probably goes into like he's probably had encounters with those whether they be cannibals cultists whatever they are um people before that were on the docks and another little tidbit that i think was really cool too is that like they really had no way of knowing that it was each other that were lighting those fires but they still did it every night just to like ensure that like hey we're both still alive and doing fine and it's also cool the fact that they knew like hey we don't know what's out there but we're gonna go out there and see whatever was on the other end of that fire yeah yeah that's cool that they yeah there really was no reason to do that other than for them to be just know they're not alone Mm -hmm. which i'm sure goes a long way for your mental health especially for um admit for him being uh for him being on his own now I'm sure that went a long way for him actually being able to survive in this world knowing that there was other people kind of nearby that were also surviving. Because he's in that point where, like, what does he have to live for? Like, he's trying to survive, but he gets to that point of, like, why? Right. Yeah, well, so that's, I guess... I guess my next question is, do you think think that his wife actually had died 11 weeks prior because like in that scene that was his wife that he stumbles across right the uh that was my understanding yeah she seems like she's been decaying a lot longer because it it looks like it's been yeah it may have been like he's he might have been mentally sick from all this stuff that happened like maybe we find out that he meant that like he let the memory of her die or something it was my understanding getting that that body that the son comes across upstairs in the factory was her because if if it wasn't her what was the point of that scene mm-hmm. yeah i feel another like another thing actually an exact same point is there were like spots made up there for kids in the factory or, mm-hmm. like throws that bed so i just feel like there's more about his character we haven't learned and he's still alive so i'm assuming if there's a third one I'm, there probably will be that he'll be in that and I'm sure that we'll learn more about him. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, the place was definitely, uh, big enough that he could have had more people even there or something at one point. Um, 
like there's really no way of justifying exactly what it what caused him to lose hope in humanity i mean maybe he had more people there and he got betrayed um there's really no way of knowing and so i mean like this movie shed light on that just like you said if there's a third movie i'd imagine he'd be in it and he'd probably be a big part of it so maybe they'll shed more light on his backstory if there are is a third one so which i imagine there will be this led on like way more of like a weirder cliffhanger for there not to be than yeah i feel like this could end on three and it could be a really solid trilogy that's just left at that kind of like the new planet of the x movies yeah um because i know that from a very bird's eye view the plots the structure of these two movies are similar it kind of ends in a very similar way but if you really think about it it's actually a lot different at the end of the first one they had just lost their dad and husband they have lost their home they have that new baby and they were kind of just like desperate to find something or someone and now here they're going to bring Evelyn and the baby and the son back to that island, presumably. And they like they have a space they know is safe. That puts them in a much different spot to focus the third movie on like finding a way to make this transmission like cover a wider like a wider range of land. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of save more people. Uh, you talking about it kind of sparked in me what I what I disliked about it. So my biggest complaint is at the end of the first one, it it ends off with that scene with all of them charging in, which isn't paid off on. Which is no, weird. nothing happens with it. They just go when out. I started and watching there. too. I was like, am I misremembering? I swear, no, there was like ends. half a dozen of them closing yeah. in on them. It ends with like a bunch of them coming in, and so like that leaves you with like maybe there could be another one, or maybe this is just how it ends. It's, it's also possible they just walked away on their sand trail, I guess, right? I guess, but wouldn't you think they'd still be around? Like it kind of doesn't yeah. need that. It also never shows really like the because, and I get why they don't want the whole movie to be about them with that journey there, but the journey there yeah, was probably there very fast. rigorous, especially with the baby. Like. How did they make it there without making any sound at all? Especially when we see them come to the end of their trail with the sand, they have to start stepping on sticks and leaves. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you, I mean, you just rewatched part one, the scene in one where just there's that raccoon, you know, who's like walking and then there's the monster's hand just like. Right. Well, I mean, like there's, there's even signs like when things are, more quiet than normal you're gonna hear more like the most quiet room in the world you can actually hear like your heartbeat you can Bro, hear yeah, your blood flow you can hear I all that i don't stuff. i don't want to hear no i would never want to hear that. <laughs> it'd be super weird but like so with there not being any sound in the world you're just out in the middle of nowhere there's no cars there's no nothing things are quiet like really quiet and so i feel like those n- noises that you make like what you're talking about like stepping on twigs stepping on you know, uh, leaves stepping on those different things. You're going to hear that a lot better. So I think that's just my biggest complaint. But again, I understand they don't have the time to develop that because they're just trying to go from point A to point B, which is part of what I really like about the movie is they don't worry about spending time on all of this nonsense over here because what it's about is this chunk right here. They just want to focus on the best parts. And I think that's special compared to a lot of movies because a lot of movies spend so much time on stuff that just doesn't matter yeah for sure i like i actually like i like alien movies zombie movies apocalypse movies but the part that i like is watching the deteriorate i can never say this word the deterioration of normal life and i actually like that we don't really get a lot of that in either of these movies we have the one scene at the front where we see day one we don't see day two or anything like that until almost day 500 but we get more hints in this of the stuff like the national guard realized that these things can't swim so they started to load boats and stuff like that that's so cool Mm -hmm. like it makes sense the way these things look how would they swim with those big like spider legs but you didn't think about that until this movie so it's just cool how we get this stuff in like little bite-sized pieces 
Well, that also made me think too, like you think about like stuff like Fallout where it's like you look around in the world of Fallout and that is only in the United States. The world isn't like that. The rest of the world is normal. So like make it, it at least begs me to ask the question of is the rest of the world like that then? Yeah. Are places like Australia or UK where they have oceans beneath them dealing with the same thing that the US is? Yours. Looks like the UK that's or like places in the Caribbean or South East Asia where it's like more uh, more smaller islands you know these things can't swim because um we know at the start of this movie there's the news about Shanghai which is presumably from these monsters um then we see in the first movie in his basement there's a headline about a meteor hitting Mexico but it also doesn't really add I don't up even remember that actually yeah it said um meteor hits Mexico with the force of a nuke but that, but that doesn't make sense because we see how well, fast everything was the crap in this movie. Yeah, I mean, they came in on a meteor, so maybe then it is the rest of the world is being hit with them. Yeah. It's one of those things where I feel like if you really pay attention to the little details, you might be able to see it. But, like, it just still is interesting to see because, like, there's for sure probably somewhere out there where there's a bigger amount of people that have not been unscathed by these things, right? Like, yeah, because surely there's an island out you're there. You're saying that, that is makes me think there had to have been many meteors because, um, do we know for sure where this movie takes place? No, I've been I guess wondering first, the, the that state. myself. But like it's, and I'm at, it's somewhere it, Midwest. Probably, it's definitely right? Midwest, Northeast, Eastern coast of the U.S. Just because of the climate they, and the geography. They don't have Southern accents. Otherwise, right. I would think it would be more South. It has it has very much Northeast, uh, New England, Midwest, American town Maybe vibes. Maybe Maine. Yeah, like Maine? stuff like Maine. Because you got to think too, like small, Vermont. small Vermont. Yeah, Vermont. Small, small towns too. Because you yeah. don't even have that really here that much. No, uh, here in Michigan, no, we don't. Towns like what we're in that, there's not many of those. Even like anymore. places like Stockbridge and stuff have McDonald's and stuff like yeah, that, where it's like very, McDonald's, very, man. very. But my point that I was making is there's the article about the meteor hitting Mexico. Mm-hmm. But then we see a meteor coming down in this, and it's definitely not going to land in Mexico. It's already way too low. We already know stuff happened in Shanghai. We know someone had chance to print papers about Mexico, and there was the one in the first movie where. Okay, tell me this is a quiet place thing where there's a newspaper headline that says, "The sound is the key," or something like that. Was that this movie, or was I that th- the Silence on Netflix? Because that's the exact no, same. No, I think there is something in the beginning it's something like yeah it was a quiet place right so that's kind of the thing that i'm wondering about though is like for how quick everything is but that's what i'm saying is like that makes sense if there was multiple meteors and like these things just stayed in like the area kind of where their meteor landed there like there had to admit multiple that 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 leads to add the question though because i know we talked about before that john krasinski only thinks there's so many but like he was super wrong about which we also see he thinks there's like four in the area around them. Yeah, I guess I could still be right though, because how many did? There's not really not any real reason to believe there's any more in the yeah, beginning. And I guess we don't really know what he means by like nearby. Like yeah. I'm sure the fireworks brought in a lot more with how loud those would have been in comparison to everything else. It's too hard to argue this when you don't know the whole grand scale of things, because we still don't know how how much. We still don't know everything they know. We still don't yeah. know where this led from. We still don't know. I mean, even if they do know, because it's like one of those things, like he doesn't really question the fact that there's a meteor right at, before. Are, has there been weird things before this? Are other areas dealing with weird stuff now? Like, yeah, besides the what is, thing, I don't think so. Like, what's the current climate of the U.S.? What's the current climate of the other, like the U.N.? Like, what what are all the other countries dealing with? What are what is the United States dealing with? Like, we don't know what's going on in that state right yet because there is no background. There is no mm-hmm. montage of what is going on to begin with, which is still interesting, but still begs a lot of questions and leads to like more things that could be kind of plot holes because it's like you pick on little things, but you have no idea if that's already known fact or if that's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
There's really no way of knowing because we don't know the entire scope like, of things. Part of that was where I get the vibe, I don't know, that Cillian Murphy's character, mm-hmm. that he has killed these things before, but that he just didn't see them be killed like the way that they kill it with the amplifier and mm-hmm. the and the microphone. But like I don't know that for sure. Maybe he's never seen these things be killed. We see they can't be blown up. They can't be shot unless they open up their ears. Yeah, I was going to say they definitely can't be killed unless they... But we also do see them be killed without the microphone thing when she tries to blow the one up and it's... Then she has this wrinkler and it's trying to hear where she's at so its ears are a little bit open and she shoots it through the head there. I think they have armor on the outside and the only way that you can get them to expose their weak part is when you have something in their ear like i think whenever they open up i think that's when their weak spots are exposed because i think otherwise yeah. you can't because at the beginning if you recall there's the part where the officer is like right in the beginning yep. when he has the shotgun he's trying to shoot him and nothing's happening at all like it's just it just ends up killing him right so like did any of these characters prior to these two movies did have they seen these things be killed before like that's what i'm wondering i'm sure somewhere but i'm right but at like, the same but like time, i don't char- think any of these characters no i don't think because like these characters you have. watching that one scene through through the sniper scope of emmett i got the vibe that he was thinking like wow they know how to kill these things that's kind of what I thought. But then later on, I kind of thought, no, I think he's killed these things before. He's never seen it be done like that. Could be. I mean, either way, it's something like, even if he has seen it, he probably doesn't know that sound is their weakness. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's hard really to debate on this movie because, like I said before, there's just so little that we continue to know, you know. Um, but I think now that we've kind of gone down this rabbit hole of talking about some of the different parts of the movie we kind of i've kind of discussed some of the complaints i've had it is really cool it is really nice to talk about do you want to talk about some of the more the more the more um the more visual stuff yeah we could um i know you had mentioned that last night that you liked a lot of how it was shot but like what i was saying last night and then what i said earlier in the first episode is it's a very visual movie and this movie has a lot more dialogue, like way more dialogue than the yes. first movie, obviously, because you also have the interesting point that um, that family knows how to, to sign because they have a deaf daughter, but which is something I didn't really know till later on in the movie. Like, I guess that was something I kind of forgot to touch on from the first episode that that daughter's deaf until later on, until I see the actual hearing aid. Yeah. I never realized that the first time I saw it. Was it was cool because in that world, there would be no, no, no reason for that yeah. to have be made known. You're right. And so I never thought, what is someone else dealing like that doesn't know how to sign, doesn't know how to do this? Like, how was he communicating with his family? How was he doing all this stuff? And so it's kind of like interesting to see, like, there's a lot of points he has to talk. There's no way of getting around it. Like, he just has to whisper because how else is he going to know? And so it's kind of like funny in the one scene when, like, the only word he really knows is dive because you should talks about it earlier on in the movie the beginning of it and ends up telling her like it's kind of one of those stupid things where it's like yeah sure you would that would be the only word that you would know but at the same time it's just kind of like whatever i'm not gonna complain about that but um visually there's just there's a few scenes i really really like how it's shot and most of it is in the later half when they're on that island the scene i think that i like the most is sort of when Cillian Murphy's character Emmett feels really bad about everything that's kind of happened and he kind of walks out to the beach and I'm assuming he's probably thinking about his family thinking about everything that's happened and like just sort of thinking like he thought there was nowhere better to go in reality like it was probably pretty simple for him to try to get a boat and to drive out here and he probably yeah, I, thought, I had the same thought family. like how horrible that must have felt that he was trying to save his wife to bring her somewhere where she could be in pain safely and how if he had known he could have gotten her to safety within a day's travel time then like he would have obviously done that but he didn't yeah, he sucks no. I just think that 
aspect like that that whole scene like there's no it's very imperfect too in the way that it's shot like you can see it move a lot you can see it kind of move up and down to like refocus on him and make sure that he doesn't have like too much head space at the top but not too little like there's a few points i looked and it kind of goes like up and down and i just like that it's just the full like scope around him and even though there's imperfections in that it kind of like still it kind of shows the full scale of like his emotion everything he's feeling in that moment and so like it's kind of like one of those little things where it's like a little bit more of an artistic piece but i still really like it It still really um makes you feel for the character Mm -hmm. i I just I think Cillian Murphy is of a level of Emily Blunt, like what we were talking about in the first episode, where without very little dialogue, without even expressing very much, he's, sorry, without being able to talk very much, he's able to express a lot. For sure, yeah. And, um, cool little tidbit, the the way that he was offered it was because him, uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt binged, uh, uh, what is that show called? Peaky Blinders on Netflix. And he liked his his character in the oh, show really? so much that he he offered the role to him, and he ended up accepting, which is really cool because Cillian Murphy has not gotten enough recognition for like his acting ability. Like yeah, he's so he's, great yeah, in everything yeah, he is. In. He's good. He's he's so good in everything he's in, and the only thing he really plays a main character in is Peaky Blinders, which that in itself does not get enough recognition for how good it is. But in Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, twenty. I've not seen Twenty Eight Days Later. I need to watch it still because I've heard a lot about it. But yeah, uh, it's a pretty good zombie movie. Honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, different. I'm sure we'll do an episode on it at one point. But um, yeah, this this movie, all in all, was good. I have a lot more things to say that I like about it than complaints about it. Um, and just like any movie that's going to try something new, you're always going to have little things about it that you'll dislike. But overall you're proud about it doing the new thing like because realistically i would rather way rather this movie be a thing than not be a thing right so despite whatever little complaints whatever little things i pick out of it i'm so happy that it was made and that it came out yeah me too i was definitely not expecting a sequel to that movie like the way it ended the first one um maybe that was dumb to not expect that but i kind of just took it as oh they know how to fight these things now so they're gonna be okay together so i feel like they could have gotten away with not making a sequel but i also think that i'm i'm happy they did because i feel like this is one of the most effective sequels where it just expands upon every single facet of the first one and makes it better way i took it honestly was you've seen the movie life right yeah i kind of took it it's that where it's just like oh they're effed like what are they gonna do um, they don't know how to kill it. That's what they're going to do. They're going to kill him. Yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like, how, though? How are they going to kill it? Like, they killed one of them really yeah. quickly, but, like, do they have enough ammo to kill, like, 12 of those things? Right. Um, which is another one of those things where it's like, why do they not show them doing anything about it? Why are they just gone? But it's whatever. I mean, I I think... I feel like almost like he maybe ended it on that in the thought of maybe, hey, maybe this never gets another thing. Maybe this is a good ending if it does... Because, I mean, it definitely ended in still a way that's yeah. like, you don't really know. Maybe did they make it out? Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Like, It makes um, sense to me that they just slipped out as they were. No, that doesn't make sense because at the beginning they are at their house for a, for a bit. Right. I don't know. Maybe we missed a huge fight where they just kill all of them then. You know? I don't, I don't think so because it just shows them leaving and there's nothing there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not that's, a scientist. Again, that's my only real complaint like, with a every movie is going to have that. Like, you can't think of everything right well i mean how are they going to do like a, a badass like action scene like that like clearly they don't have enough ammo to probably fight those things how is emily blunt going to fight yeah, those it, things when it's she's definitely just been more dumb birth. if we saw them as like mowing through a pack yeah. of these things that's, that's that's not what i was saying i wanted but it, it definitely would have been more stupid and probably had more complaints if we'd seen them actually fighting yeah. the things so but i liked in this movie too just the whole premise that these things can't swim that when then they find the community living on that island where the broadcast is from um and how it seems like i leaned over to you and i said this is like the others in lost yeah because it has like those exact same vibes where like you're in a hostile place but then you just happen upon this little village it seems perfect 
Right. So you're wondering, like, what the catch is. Like, are these guys cannibals? Are yeah. these guys... Is I, this some sort of weird cult? I feel like this is kind of, like, the final talking point, because I said I want to kind of leave this till later. Yeah. Um, they don't do that. There's never yeah. any catch. Yeah, and I, I really like that. I really like that, because the entire time, like... You said that, and I'm like, okay, yeah, what's the catch going to be? What's going to happen? We had the same thought, too, and here's, like, this, this, that... Um, the noise on the beach where it's like boom, 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 and I and I was like, is this like a weird jail cell where they're like, yeah, are they cannibals? people? Is there someone there to eat or something What's weird like that? Like, but then he just sees that it's the boat from the dock, and he knows there was a monster on that boat, so he knows that there's one, yeah, probably on that island now. And I know we're like joking about it, like about like yesterday I was joking about like the scene when he's like running. But I really like that scene. That scene's very tense. It's, it's probably the most scary scene of the whole movie. It's such a tough spot. It's like, well, what do you do? Like, yeah, because like, you have everyone here living like. Like completely. he didn't want to scream, but also he's got to warn these people. I don't, I don't well, know. it's one of those things too, where it's like people have almost gone back to the old ways of living, where it's like we don't have to be worried. We're fine. We're out here in the middle. There's no yeah. way that this could ever happen. So far to the point that they're so like. That was another thing I kind of thought about. They're so, like, in, like, La La Land that they're, like, they don't even question these new people that come here. They've yeah. literally gone back to the old ways of That's living the, that the, they don't the, even question yeah, them. Like they weren't. They just immediately accept yeah. them, like, hey, your people, yeah, we'll, we'll take you in. And so it's, like, interesting to see because it's, like, humans are obviously good at core. Yeah. They're good people. But once it's, like, a zombie movie, you're always expecting the worst of people. You're always expecting that there's going to be some sort of catch. And that's why it's interesting to see, like, real life, though, if people didn't have to deal with this stuff, if they went to yeah. an area where they could just forget about it and live their normal lives as normal as they could be, they would never think about it. They on, would never grow to be like that. Right. Because based on the monologue of the one guy who lived at the village who was talking to Emmett when they got there, is, like, they learned about the boats being safe pretty early on. So it's presumably those people all got there within the mm. first day or two of this yeah. thing happening. So they wouldn't have had time to see the weird groups of thieves and bandits that were doing stuff to people on the mainland because they have lived out in this safe spot this whole time. And even if so, like, I don't imagine there's probably a lot of those people. Like, they might band yeah. together, like, whatever that weird group was on the dock. Um, it's really hard to know entirely without knowing the full scope of things without seeing it and all that which we haven't i don't think there was a lot of bandits or things like that i'm sure there's little things here and there like what was on the dock like whatever those weird people were yeah. um something else that i just thought of that i wanted to touch on was like with what we talked about in the first episode with like john krasinski dying and um with lee dying in the first movie <sighs> The thing that, like, also plays against how he could have easily not died was what literally what Emmett does on the dock there. Like, he literally just dodges the thing. Because there's yeah. literally the part where he, like, holds the guy there until he knows he's going to die from the thing and yeah. then just jumps into the water. Yeah. Even so it's <laughs> like you could have just screamed, literally jumped out of the way. Like, like ah, there's a... You know yeah, I mean? like, <laughs> and it, it plays sort of to that. But I still really liked how that scene was done. That was, again, that doc scene is the coolest scene of the whole movie, I think, personally. Yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was something that I wouldn't have imagined, just like the thing charging down the dock. Yeah, but again, to go back to the island scene again it's a very tense scene when he's like running through and trying to stop everyone because everyone yeah because no one's had to deal sound. with it really again going back to it no like, one's really had to probably had deal music with it much. and they're letting fires and they're talking and yeah. laughing and they're cooking they're getting their water from the well rip that guy yeah <laughs> um yeah i definitely think it ends on an interesting note when you don't see them all together like they're all very far away from each other because like you have you have the son or the son the baby and the um emily blunt's character evelyn yep um all together mm -hmm. in the spot that they left originally and then you have emmett and you have um what was the daughter's name again sorry what was the daughter's name again 
in the movie? Reagan. Reagan. So you have Reagan and Nemet together on that island, obviously. Yep. And I'm assuming they're probably going to go back there. I'm assuming... I assume we pick up the third movie where they're all back together on the on the island and they're trying to find a way to make more places safe through these broadcasting things. Yeah. I I feel like it's really hard to know where they'll pick up from from the, the third movie because they could right. just pick up right where like, yeah, there was n- zero time that passed between one and two. Right. I almost feel like they'll probably do the same thing seeing as how the first and second movie did a lot of the same things. Um, and I think I feel like we could even see Emmett's backstory probably yeah. if he continues to be a main character. And I feel like I feel like maybe even so here, here's another thing I want to ask you about real quickly just before we kind of wrap this up is I think did it seem like to you at least that the kids in the beginning seemed like they were young and then again when it when it cut back from the second like from the day one to then later on it seemed like they were older like did it almost seem like it could have been filmed from the first movie's era. Because I definitely, when I was seeing it, it definitely seemed like they looked a lot older from the very first scene from day one to then cutting I, right after the end of the first movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if that was some sort of stuff with CGI um, or anything like that. Yeah, or if they just actually filmed that beforehand. Because I, I actually brought this up to you before we saw the movie, how the youngest boy that dies in the first movie, how like... It would uh, have had to be a different... Uh, yeah, like I was... Like, how is he going to be in the flashback in this? Because at that age, there's only two years between when the movies were made. But even that long for a kid that for a kid that that's that's that age, he'll look a lot different. Mm-hmm. And in this, they kind of just show him from like the back or the side. And I was like, okay, that's how they're going to do it. But then it shows him just normally, like when he's in the car. I still had no idea though if it was him or not. Yeah, um, same actor or not. And you just rewatched the movie prior to seeing two. I didn't. Yeah. So and for me, I was like, he definitely. Looks they don't like really the show kid. him very much in the first movie, though. It's yeah. really only a few scenes. Uh, I guess they could have just like put a wig that looks like the original kid on another little boy. The kids are so that young like that. They all yeah. kind of look the same. It's not a huge deal, especially since there was some time that would have passed in the movie from that flashback to when the kid that ends up being killed. But um, yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah, they definitely look. Um, it could have been just something like what they did with uh, Chris with Chris Evans in the first Avenger. How at the start he's that you know, you know super small and scrawny. Either way, they, like that. they did it well enough that it didn't seem weird. Because, I mean, even that movie at the time, yeah, it, it still was weird seemed, yeah. when they were doing it. Like, I could definitely tell as a kid, I was like, that's not that's not normal looking. <laughs> but, like, in this movie, I had no way of telling, really, if it was them or if it was de-aging. Or that's definitely something, something like I, that. Would, I want to look into Yeah, as far as how they did parts of the movie like that. Yeah. They definitely did a great job. Um, I liked, again, the island scenes were cool. I'd say that was probably second to the dock scene. Um, in that train, too, was cool. We talked about that in the train car. Yeah. Where she shoots but doesn't quite kill it. And that's when that's when um, Emmett gets there. And yeah. has to kill the thing for her. Yeah, there's a, a few different scenes like that where I was sort of like sitting there and kind of thinking about the complexity of like what had to be thought about before actually filming the scene and all that. And I definitely think the Island, the train car and the dock scene were very, very well thought out, very well, um, acted and very Mm -hmm. well sort of, um, I can't really think of the word, but they, they, the composition, the composition of the shots. Yeah, we're good. But, they hit all the points they were trying to yeah. hit, basically. They, they did really good on, on setting out to achieve something, mm-hmm. and they did. They did achieve it. Right. Um, I know you said you had a f- couple complaints, which we can get to in a second, but the last thing that I, I wanted we, to say. Basically, I think we touched on yeah, that earlier. Yeah, I just didn't know if you had anything more, but if not, um, I just wanted to bring up, I thought that the furnace chamber in the factory was cool. 
how it was completely soundproof, but you only had so much time to be in there with the door being shut because you yeah. would be out of air. I did I wonder about that cool. at first. I was like, why are they timing themselves? I thought like like maybe he, like he must have just timed how long he has in there to breathe, which we learned that that is the case. Yeah. I didn't think about it at first that like if he yeah. had that shut off, it would eventually become airtight. And presumably, he, that's where he brought his wife so that because he said she was sick, so she was probably like crying out in pain. So I'm assuming that's why they were there so that he could put her in there. So she could have those moments where she can just be in pain and be safe. Yeah. See, it's, it's there's a lot of questions still we have, and I think um, they did a good job, and I'm hoping that they can kind of wrap it up with three. I really hope there's not some sort of like cinematic universe that they try to do. Who knows? Yeah, no. So many studios want to offer I mean, money. There and- is a difference though between a cinematic universe and having a more anthology series where we would just follow a different character or characters in this world that don't necessarily connect back to each other. I just don't really care to see what this whole universe has to offer. Yeah. I just kind of want to see, like, like I said before, I just like hope the that they restore. Two, What's that? It's kind of like The Last of Us Part Two, kind of in that way. How it does a little bit, yeah. Where it has I, a lot I still of the same feelings, of, honestly. I I understand. Yeah, there was a few different parts with Emmett and Reagan where I felt like um, if Last of Us the series could emulate it, it would it be felt really very cool. uh, The Road inspired. If I'm sure you've heard of The Road. Yeah, I've never seen it. That's actually that's a big inspiration for The Last of Us. I'm pretty sure is what Neil Druckmann has said. Mm. It's a book. It also has a movie, but I don't know if I don't know if the, I think the movie is pretty. I, I think it's like a cult classic. So yeah. Maybe I'll watch that then. Yeah, it's watch one of these days. Same kind of type of genre thing. Yeah, but yeah, that's a um, fine place part two. Yeah, I don't think there's really anything else I have to touch on complaint wise. I'm pretty sure I touched on everything. It's very minor stuff. Now, I know the, you just saw part two, but which one do you like more as of today? <sighs> it's hard to say. I think in, I think it's always going to be tough for the second one to ever top the first one. You know, like I think that's just always the case. I think most movies, when it's a brand new series, you know, you think of like The Matrix or, you know. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other. There's a lot of series that go on too long and end up getting worse yeah. yeah i think anything that is like a new series ends especially up a, a horror series it's I, really rare that a movie in this genre has successful sequels yeah like alien did it with aliens but like halloween um like people think two and three are okay but like they're nowhere near the first one good yeah i definitely think um what I would liken it to, actually, funny enough, is the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies where the first one was really good and the second one was still really good. I'm hoping they don't mimic the third one where the third one just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I think about those movies, like, the first one was really good, and I honestly think, overall, I like the second one more. And I want to say that I like the second one more now, but I almost feel like it could just be because it's more new to me, so... I don't think I can give a, a full consensus until I've seen the movie probably once or twice more and to get yeah. more time to think about it. But there's definitely parts of it that I like a lot more. I just like Emmett's character a lot. Yeah. I, I think Cillian Murphy does a really good job of um, playing it. And I think this is like the first time Cillian Murphy's really had an opportunity to play a character like yeah. more in the spotlight and more, um, more of just a different role than he typically plays. And so it really makes me happy to see not only the character be played well but also see him as an actor be able to get a spot mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. hasn't typically gotten before so yeah. um quiet place 2 i have no real big complaints about yet i i really like it i might have more as the weeks go on but i think um, i like just it more than the first one yeah yeah i think so too but again like i said i probably won't know until a little bit later but i also like terminator 1 more than 2 so what do i know yeah i guess you're just trash guess so Back. well all right this has uh, been a tangents yep episode two in the books yeah um maybe we'll have episode three i don't know well i'll have to upload I don't that, even know. Uh, like that special that we shot with our friends yeah i don't even know though like will we do it will we want i don't know who knows right yeah and we're definitely gonna have a format um 
covering more movies, shows, games, doing different kinds of stuff, video essays, more things closer to Let's Plays, retrospective, stuff like that. Just gonna have fun with it, see what happens, see where it goes, just kind of get better at doing all this stuff because it's what we like doing. So, yeah, this has been episode two of Entertain Gents. Maybe, I don't even know. <laughs> Who knows what episode this is? Until next time. Maybe. <laughs> it just ends. <laughs> <laughs>